And we are live. I'm back with Games Talk Live. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks now. I've been on vacation, but I'm back now, and I've got a special guest with me, of course, that being Mr. Neo Game Spark, NGS, if you don't know him. I'm sure a lot of you know him by now. Uh, it's got quite a following out there on YouTube and the Twitter space. So how's it going, Neo? Oh, it's going great, Fonz. Uh, thank you so much for having me on the show, man. And the return for the comeback episode uh, yes. of Games Talk Live. This man has returned from a cross-country trek all the way from, what oh, was he? Yeah, you said man. California to, to Florida, Florida, man? And back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it was a long one, but it was a fun one as well. Um, you know, let me get some stuff pulled up here really quickly. I want to get uh, some banners to shout out all of my course followers and supporters of the show uh right down there and uh by the way i don't know if you've seen the show before neo but i do something on this show where i ask you some trivia questions oh now, all of these questions are um well most of them aren't subjective but there's always one uh, subjective question i have in there but let's go ahead and get to this thing i that, i just have a feeling i'm gonna fail this terribly because trivia was always uh, my worst subject in school well always always but I we'll like, see we'll see how far we can go <laughs> exactly i like to call this five questions all right enough of that silly music but uh we're gonna go ahead with the first question here let's go how many game uh, well how many games were released uh sorry Wrong question. All right. First question. When did the PlayStation, the first PlayStation, PS1, mm -hmm. launch in Japan? What year? 1994. You got that right. Uh, oh, there we go. There you I'm go. About to say, well, I, I, got I know that one at least. <laughs> and yeah, coming back, you know, I, I uh, um, can you tell me how many games were released on that system? Ooh, like the entire library? Uh, I just uh, the number of games that were released on the console uh, that day. Um, let me Ooh. let me give you some. Let, it's A, B, or C here. Mm, okay. uh, A is seventeen, B is twenty-two, or C thirty-five. I'm gonna go seventeen. You got it right. Oh shit! All right. <laughs> so you're doing well. You're doing very well. Um, yeah. So. Uh, what is, uh, who is the protagonist in Persona 5? The protagonist in Persona 5. Uh, okay, so here's the thing. There's a couple of different names you can have for the protagonist. Yes, yes. Um, got them both. Yeah, so I'm going to go for, with um, Akira. That's the name I go by. Okay. Um, I'll give you that. So that's the one of The other one uh, is, of course... Uh, uh, Joker. I mean, Joker. that's his. That's his. Joker's you the know. other one. Yep. <laughs> Phantom Thief right. game. So, what is the best-selling Nintendo exclusive of all time, sir? Do you know this? Ooh. Now think about all their consoles. Yeah, that's what I had to start doing because they they think sold about, a lot of games. Yeah, but think about games. think about that. The, no cheating with the chat. I know. I'm not, I'm, will... I don't even got the chat pulled up. Yeah, if the I chat had the chat will... pulled up, it'd be to the right side. But yeah. Uh, damn. <laughs> Part of me in my brain, I want to say Mario Kart for the Switch because that thing just keeps selling crazy. But I want to say. I want to say, I mean, they released it so many times. I want to say the original Super Mario Bros. 
Oh, you mm. got it wrong. It's actually Wii, the Wii sports game. Oh, okay. Remember, so that's why I said you got to remember. Right. Yes, you got to remember right. that. That's right. Because every company that's includes, right. you know, with sales, the pack-ins to the yeah, dollar games. True, true. Wii U sport, that Wii U, uh, not Wii U, Wii Sports was just a madhouse, like a big time freaking, you know, yeah. it, it was in everybody's homes at one yeah. time, it felt like. It Even your grandma had a game. Wii, you know what I'm yeah. saying? It was crazy. Uh, favorite gaming experience of all time for you? Favorite gaming? Is this trivia or? This is tri This is the one subjective question. Oh, I one have. subjective. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's there's a lot. You know, gaming almost 30 years. There's a lot of memories that I go back to. But honestly, like one that just really sticks out in my mind was the first time I got a chance to play online cooperative games on Xbox 360. Like to me, Ooh, okay. just getting in a party chat with my boys from school and and just like staying up until 2, 3 a.m. in the morning playing stuff like World at Wars campaign yep. and then the Nazi zombies mode and all that stuff. Like for me, that that it, it will always stay in my brain. Always. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know what? There's nothing like, you know, co-op, you know, going online with friends and stuff. I remember doing that with the original OG Xbox. That's mm. when it was for me. Yeah. Uh, Ghost Recon was my first experience with that. Nice. Ghost Recon during the Xbox Live beta, there was nothing like it. It was just amazing back then. Matter of fact, I met four guys from New York, from your your, your stomping grounds. Oh, wow. Look at that. And, um, and it was amazing. Like, we we stayed in contact for years. One guy I still talk to till this day. And, it, like, we're such good friends. Isn't today. it beautiful what gaming can do, man? Like, it's just really all amazing. these relationships, bro. It's awesome. It really is. Uh, yeah. Brigadier, uh, Brigadier's Blue says, GTL, GTL is back, baby. Hope you had a good vacation. Road trip, Fonz? Yes, I did. Thank you very much, man. Appreciate that. Um, of course, I got Colt Eastwood saying Fonz is back. Thank you, Colt. Appreciate it. Um, so I want to get in, uh, you know, I want to talk to you a little bit about, you know, your start here on YouTube. Um, now my first time I've ever seen any one of your videos was when you did a video about the Xbox one X. Um, it was a review from a PlayStation guy. That's mm -hmm. that video. I feel like really blew you up in a way. Um, yeah. And, and, and yeah, so you've been around a long time though. I, I, I was yeah. looking back at some of your videos and, and I, I just, you know what? I have to do this. Because oh, no. I was what looking back. What are you and, doing? And, 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 oh, no. Hey, guys, on YouTube, it's me, QMON2 or NGS or Chris, whatever you guys want to call me. Um, yeah, I'm making another vlog and I've decided to stay on YouTube. So I want to say thank you to everybody on who commented on my last video. <clears throat> A lot of people are finding me again. Slowly but surely they're finding me. Um, and people subscribe to me even when I didn't upload any videos because they know I'm going to upload some good videos. So, Yeah. So, uh. you know what? Hey, <laughs> that's how long this man has yep. been on YouTube, folks. This like, man has brought up Fetus Neo. Baby Neo. Straight baby up. Neo. Baby NGS there. Yep. Or Cumon 2. Or, yep. you know. So, <laughs> what was with the name Cumon 2? All right. So, let me. I might as well just dive into my, like, a little bit of a history. So, yeah, yeah. Um, for most of y'all who might be watching, who might have found me from that Xbox One X video I did last year. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. It's awesome. Um, but I actually started doing YouTube videos back in 2007, 2008, 
And now it started off just doing random stuff like essentially if there was a game trailer that I saw that was really dope on like IGN or GameSpot and it wasn't on YouTube, I would just upload it to YouTube like, hey, here's this game coming out. I think it's kind of interesting. And then from there, I kind of like grew a small little following. Um, but it wasn't until like 2008 where I actually wanted to appear on camera. And it came from actually doing a tutorial on how to mod your Wii to play import anime oh, wow. games. Yeah, uh, that was the first time I got on camera. And the the name Kumon, where it comes from, it's actually a re for all the anime heads in the room, they might know. Um, there's a character in this show called Naruto. His name is Rock Lee. And he has these these gates that unlock power within him. And one of the gates is called Kumon. I, I forget what the gate actually means. Um, but that was like the name that I had selected because I was really big into Naruto at the time. And I wanted to come up with a username. And I just said, ah, let's just type in Kumon. There it goes. And so yeah. like anyone who understands how YouTube worked back in the day, copyright strikes. Like if you got a copyright strike, your channel was down. Like period yeah. point blank and mm -hmm. it wasn't like there's social media where it's like oh if your channel goes down you can still find me so if someone's account got deleted that's it like you, you didn't know where they were at so yeah i created kumon 2 as a way for people to hey if they remember me by the name it'll be easier if they just type it in so kumon became kumon 2 and then when kumon 2 got taken down i had a backup account called neo game spark because i wanted to do something related to like a game show i didn't know what but you know how it is. Like you, you start like thinking it's the future. I yeah. want to make sure I have this name. So when Kumon Two got taken down, I switched over to Neo Game Spark. But I still called myself Kumon Two for a good year while people started getting like, yeah. acclimated. You know, that's cool though. You you were showing how to mod things and stuff back then. You know, uh, I I don't know how old you were there. Probably what twelve. 13? Um. So let me see. Twelve thirteen. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, not even I that. Mean, like it looks like it. I don't know that if that was two thousand and eight. Well, no, no, no. That video was shit. Now I'm even forgetting. This is how old I'm getting. But if that yeah. video was in 2008, I was around 15 years old. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. You looked really young, man. Yeah. Puberty hit me like a truck when I turned 21. That's oh, that's all I could say. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> that's funny though. Well, at least people still followed you. They knew you would bring out the good content, and and you surely did. That you do today. Um, yeah, I found you from that uh, video, that uh, Xbox One X review and everything, and I thought, man, this guy's really level-headed, and these are the types of guys I like to follow in the gaming community, people that aren't necessarily quote-unquote fanboys. And um, it's like, yeah, sure, some people like to play with this fanboy stuff, and, and, and I get it, but at the end of the day, I like people that, that are of sound mind and actually talk about these games in a way where I want to listen to them, like... Uh, that are passionate about the industry, about the community, about these games, everything. Like, to me, it's, at the end of the day, it's all about the games, and mm -hmm. that's the way you speak on it as well. So I appreciate that. Oh, thank you. Thank you for the kind words, Fonz. Tony Bryant in the chat says, Misty Fonz, glad you're uh, to be here. Uh, great guest with Spark. Love the energy, of course. Uh, I like what thank you did you. there, Appreciate Tony. it, thank Tony. Um, yeah, so it's just one of those things where, like, um, uh, how did it feel when Xbox reached out to you and and wanted to send you a Series X, man? Because that was pretty pretty shocking when I Bro, saw that. Bro, that to this day I still like you know how you know when you wake up in the morning and you're kind of half asleep, but there's all this stuff happening and you're trying to like wake yourself up, but you just you don't have a grasp on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's still how I'm feeling to this day. Really? Uh, because when I uploaded the video. 
I, I thought nothing of it at the time. I literally just turned on my webcam and in all one take, I talked about my time using the Xbox One X. I thought it'd be interesting, 21 day challenge, whatever. So mm -hmm. I went to bed and then I woke up in the morning and I was checking like my YouTube analytics and it was like, oh, the video is at like 8,000 views, 12 hours. I was like, um, yeah. all right, whatever, you know, mind my business. So, mm -hmm. you know, I just went about my day and then I get an, uh, a notification from Twitter. Now, all my notifications on Twitter, you know, you know how it is, like when you just deal with a lot of people, like I have all my stuff muted, uh, except yeah. for like at mentions of important things. So I had an at mention coming in from Major Nelson saying, great video by Neil Gamespark about his time using the Xbox. And I was like, nice. Is this is this a parody account? Like, this doesn't make sense. And then I hit the link and I was like, oh, snap, it's Major Nelson. Oh, snap. Why are all these people watching it? Oh, snap. I go check the video. It's at 50,000 views. And so I started getting <laughs> kind of nervous. I'm like. I, I, yeah, I don't know yeah. I don't know what's going on here what you got what y'all think about this but it was it was so surreal because with that video blowing up just brought me in contact with so many amazing people like the Xbox stuff getting a series X like that's cool and everything I yeah, mean I was yeah. I was gonna buy a series X anyway but the one thing I got from that video going viral is just all the amazing connections with people that I've met you know and yeah. people like you Fonz, and it's just been such an amazing amazing like a little over a year and a half since then man it's it's just awesome that's that's great yeah and and it is crazy i mean th that's the difference when you look at and and this is no slide to sony uh, you know but if you look at what xbox does and how they reach out to the community a, a lot and they talk to the community it's it's really big it it, mm -hmm. it really does hold some value there in my opinion yeah. uh i feel like um that they they're listening you know or at least they give us the perception that they are listening whereas with sony when they don't talk to you you feel like that hey maybe they're not listening to us even though i think they still do they just mm -hmm. may not talk to us about it you know like they do at xbox i i but at least with xbox you see that they do reach out and stuff and it's like oh thanks you know i've i've had a video retweeted out by aaron greenberg before mm -hmm. and i was like whoa that's awesome you know yeah xbox is definitely on the grounds when it comes to communication and getting in touch with the community and i think that's due in part to how much of a beating they took when it came to um consumer relations during the 360 i'm not sure if you remember this Fonz, but do you remember what you had to go through to turn off auto renewal for your xbox live subscription on 360 I don't remember that because it always just I, I paid uh, it. Yeah, <laughs> like, you already paid it. Had, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, I never had any so issues there. There were periods in times where, like, you know, like when I got a PS3 and I was playing a lot on the PS3, I didn't renew my Xbox Gold. You know, there weren't any games I wanted to play online, so I was like, all right, whatever. Yeah. But before they made it standardized where you can just turn it off, you actually had to go and call Microsoft themselves to turn it off, and then you'd have to deal with a customer rep and just like all the hoops you had to go through to just get one thing done. Now it's completely different where if you contact Microsoft for whatever reason, they will get back to you and they'll try yeah. to alleviate the situation. PlayStation, on the other hand, I mean, my whole situation with Returnal, yeah. that it just speaks for itself. Well, you know, I've, I've, I've been through that before where, where I tried to get a refund on, on a game with um, Sony before. And that's because it really wasn't working on my platform. They yeah. didn't care. Yep. They didn't care. They don't. Um uh, and, and, you know, again, I know it's business, but at the same time, like, you know, some of that, um, just that, I don't know how, how to say, it, but I, I think that they, it speaks volumes when Xbox, you know, does certain things for the community that I mm -hmm. don't see that Sony doesn't do. Um, it, it, it's unfortunate. It's really unfortunate.
Um, but that said, man, what have you been playing lately? Oh, lately, man, I've just been uh, trying to clear through what I consider my backlog. So I've kind of resigned myself from the idea of finishing every single game of my backlog because you, you know how it is. Uh, you buy, tough. yeah, you yeah. buy a lot of stuff on sale. You think you'll get to it, and it's like seven years later. You're looking at your backlog like, what? Why did I even? Why? <laughs> uh, so I've been focusing on because um, I love RPGs. RPGs are my preferred genre. I love getting lost in a world. But the problem with RPGs is that I invest bare minimum 70 hours into a really good game, which is awesome. But when yeah. you're trying to beat a couple of games, like there was one point where I'd only completed five games for a year, but they were all RPGs where I had 150 hours. So I'm like, huh. So yeah. uh, I beat Yakuza Like a Dragon in June. That was my last big RPG. And then I wanted to shift away from that into beating like the whole six to 15 hour games. So um, I'm going through and finishing up a Plague's Tale Innocence. I was already like halfway mm, through the okay. campaign. Uh, and then they dropped the Series X PS5 update. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to finish that up. Um, so I'm going through that. In addition, I'm finishing up Scarlet Nexus. I'm almost done with um, the male protagonist side. And then I'll probably go and finish the females just for posterity's sake. Um, and then other than that, I've just been ironically playing a lot of co-op games, which is something I haven't done in a while. So my friend uh, Joaquin just bought his very first Xbox recently. Wow. He went all out and got that Series X. He did the uh, oh, all access program. One, huh? Yeah, nice. yeah. He was on break at work and he was just like, fuck, I'll get a Series X. Um, so we've been running through a lot of like the notable Xbox marquee titles. So we're going through all of the Halo games before Infinite launches. Um, we played A Way Out. That was a, I don't know. Have you played A Way Out, Fonz? Uh, no, but I know about the game. Oh, okay, man. It's, it's just such a, you got to play with the right person. It's such a fun co-op game. Um, and then Sea of Thieves, you know, I've been, no pun intended, dipping my toe into the water to see what it's all about. And it's been a lot of fun, man. Yeah. Um, for me, like it's, uh, you know, if you're first coming into, excuse me, guys, I'm just getting back vacation, kind of foggy. Take some time. Take some yeah, time. Exactly. Man, I'm, I'm on this coast mode where, you know, this mm -hmm. long drive I just did, it, it was nuts. Anyway. Um, but I, Game Pass, you said your friend just got into the Xbox ecosystem and he, he's with the program where I'm sure Game Pass is included or, or he mm -hmm. might have got into Game Pass. Yeah, it's uh, all included. How, how does he feel about Game Pass? So this is actually really funny because, like I said, he's my boy. So he's he thinks level headed like me. Um, he's never had an Xbox before. But one of the reasons why he wanted to get an Xbox was the allure of Game Pass. Yeah. Um, he's a big Kingdom Hearts fan, so he saw that like all the games were on the service. And he says, I played these games 20 times, but for my 21st playthrough, let's try it on Xbox. And he just loved the idea of paying a monthly subscription and getting access to all these games. It's 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 a dope thing, you know? So what would you say, well, was he a primarily a Sony gamer, a PlayStation gamer? Uh, yeah, I mean, he games on uh, Nintendo as well, but primarily like Nintendo Play yeah. uh, PlayStation, PlayStation is the platform. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Would you say you're, you're more a PlayStation guy as well? Um, well, before getting an Xbox, like back when I had the 360, I gamed on everything for the most part. Mm -hmm. um, but after like the PS4 and Xbox One drop, I pivoted back towards PlayStation because honestly, it fulfilled 98% of my needs. So I was like, why do I need to get a Wii U or get an Xbox One. Um, and that was until I got the Switch. And I was like, okay, the exclusives and the portability is nice, but I'm good with PlayStation for my main one. Then I got an Xbox and 
you know what it was? It wasn't just like Game Pass and the selection of games. It was just how seamless of an experience it was. Like everything just works on, on Xbox. You know, it's just everything you think about, it's like, okay, they have it. They figured it yeah, out. Yeah, you know? and, and, and that's the thing. You know, I, I love the fact that I was able to pick up a PlayStation 5. I will always mm-hmm. buy a PlayStation and Xbox and Absolutely. even Nintendo. Absolutely. I mean, it, regardless, like I don't even play my Switches, but I have them. Okay, mm-hmm. like I'm, I've always been a console guy that bought all the consoles, regardless. Uh, my son plays the heck out of that Switch, and, and yeah, that's that's great. He's having a good time with it. But for me, uh, man, I wish they would go with more, a more uh, traditional console, more power. But yep. Nintendo just, you know, they do their own thing, and that's something I wanted to get into today. Um, one of the topics is that you know the new Switch has come out, and it's got a bright you know, and shiny OLED screen, seven inches, bigger up from that 6.2 and uh, what, a LAN port in the dock? Yeah, very, very Uh, advanced, very advanced technology. Very advanced, yeah. And, and, you know, Nintendo used to be those people that were ahead of the innovation and and Mm -hmm. really pushing innovation. And, I mean, Mode 7 and, and, you know, the the Super Nintendo, it was a great, Mm -hmm. strong system. And then they just kind of coasted with consoles. I call them the king of low effort consoles <laughs> yep. because, and, and, and this, I mean, by all accounts, this is a low effort step up yeah. for the switch. And when you first heard, started hearing rumors about a switch pro, you're thinking to yourself, Hey, we're going to get a 4k switch or at least a 1080p switch or something cool. And then they drop this. How do you feel about that, man? So I'm, I'm of two mindsets on the one hand. Um, I mean, this is just the standard annual revision for Nintendo, so I have no problem with them releasing new Switches every single yeah. year because it's a it's a mobile product. They did it for the DS, the Game Boy, yada, yada, yada. That's, that's fine, but the longer... Like, as time progresses owning a Switch, the whole... Um, what's the best way I can use to describe this? Um, like, you know how, like, you're infatuated with a product when it first comes out? You love everything about it, but as time progresses... It starts to like you like you start to see more clearly yeah about what this product is that's how it was with the switch i got it um at the end of 2017 played it religiously loved the platform for what it is but my thoughts in 2017 versus 2021 are completely different yeah and i'm not getting those experiences i want from nintendo that i need right now in my life and playstation and xbox are giving me those experiences in abundance so that's what really pisses me off about this new switch because it's been or what the switch is in its fifth year now and it's still lagging behind consoles from 2013 i'm not talking about just from a power to performance angle because i know a lot of people say well you don't buy the switch for power okay but the fact that you can't message your friends on it you can't natively have party chats on the system you have to use smartphones to get anything done you're paying for online that used to be free. So they're basically charging you for the privilege of cloud saves and all this stuff. It just makes me wonder, and, like... And, and, you know, Neo, speaking about the yeah. online service, from what I hear from my son, he says it's not really even that good. Dude, I I mean... Like, he's got a lot of, like, there's a lot of issues with that service. To put it into perspective, Monster Hunter Rise, they had to redo the entire infrastructure of Nintendo Online specifically for that game because mm-hmm. what Capcom wanted wouldn't have run on the regular Switch. Like, Nintendo... Yeah. I mean, as, as weird as this sounds, they're still running dial-up over there, man. 
There's that like everything that Xbox and PlayStation has invested into their ecosystems. They, they, they're Nintendo still that 56k mode. Oh, for modem. real! Like, dude, if you play Smash Brothers, don't even try to play Smash Brothers online, man. I mean, I don't know if your son now, has oh, Smash my, Bros. He's, he's tried it. Yeah, he's played it. Oh, and he, yeah. Sometimes he's just sitting there going, he's just frustrated. Dude, it's it's just they're yep. so, and that's what really bothers me the most about Nintendo because they have the clout to do such incredible things of course. they have that nostalgia in the bank but what we're getting is low effort low bare effort. minimum stuff and that's yeah and, and what kills me is that they're now charging more for that low effort minimum stuff it just doesn't make sense bro it doesn't and and you know what and here's the thing uh, i forgot to add they are not only the king of low effort consoles but they are the king of low effort consoles that are successful uh-huh that's the dream right and, there and that's business. the thing for any business, that's the dream. And and it's like, they're going to get, the, this thing is going to sell like hotcakes. Absolutely. Like, dude, like, I, you see this already in the community. A lot of people out there like, yeah, like the Switch the Switch OLED. Oh, my God. This is like a, a minimal upgrade. Like, I don't know why Nintendo's doing this. I'm still going to buy it, though. And I was yeah, like, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That, that right there, that's, that's it. Why. That's, that's why. That's why. Exactly. And, you know, <laughs> as far as their games go and everything, like, look, when they put effort into their games and they come out, they're usually, they've got some great games, all right? Yeah. Um, but a lot of stuff are, you know, they especially at the beginning of the Switch lifecycle, it seemed like you were getting a lot of Wii U ports and stuff. We're still getting Wii U ports. Yeah, and you're still getting them. <laughs> Nintendo, they they don't want, they do not want to acknowledge that system ever existed. Like, yeah, wait, what do you weird. what do, what do you talk about? New Super Mario oh, 3D World? That's a Switch game. What, what's a Wii U? And again, what? since I'm a console guy, I have a Wii U as well. It's still around. It's still in my house, so it's there still plugged go. up. Matter of fact. Oh, um, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, my daughter would use it to to watch Netflix and stuff while she ate her bowl of cereal. But now Netflix don't even work on it. <laughs> Like the, it's gone. Like they're not doing any support for that anymore. Like it's it's done. That's it's out, man. <laughs> I got a few super chats to read here. Fun speculation says two awesome people loving this show. Fonz, thank you very much, Mav. I appreciate that. Shout out to Mav. Hustle and motivate says great show as usual with an amazing guest who is trying to get me to play R E A. Oh, I was about. What's that about? Okay, so let me let me paint the picture for you, Fonz. All right. All right. So here's the thing. Sh shout out to the homie Hustle Motive. Great guy yeah, right great there. Guy. Check him out. Um, so he he let it slip that he has a a, a a phobia of scary video games, or in his case, anything that has a jump scare. <laughs> He's terrified yeah, of it. Yeah. So I've been low-key bullying this man on Twitter saying, yo, you gotta play Resident Evil 7. You gotta play Resident Evil. You gotta play all these things. And he's just like, nah, nah, nah. And at every chance I get, until this man plays those games, I'm gonna keep bullying him because that's what we do in this community. <laughs> that's hilarious. And I've got the gaming forte, gaming forte, my buddy. Hey, Fonz, great guest. Loving seeing NGS on the show. Thank great you, guy. Follow him as well if you're yes, not. Indeed. Uh, Professor Chaos says two favorite YouTubers in one podcast. Wow, that's that's humbling. Thank you. Oh, thank you, brother. Yeah, since it's acquisition season. What three studios make the most sense for Xbox to grab? We'll get into that next. We'll talk about acquisition season, and we will definitely answer your question. Oh, they leak in your show notes, Fonz. What's going on here? <laughs> uh, Smitty Smith says, welcome back, Jay Fonz. I hope you and have uh, you and the family had a great time. Salute to you, brother. Uh, you are abs an absolute pillar of the community. I appreciate that, man. Seriously humbling. Uh, like I said, man, to you before we started this show, man, that there's so many great people in this community mm -hmm. and it, it, it really is humbling. Like sometimes you feel like, 
you watch a YouTuber and they might say, man, I'm humbled by this or that. I freaking truly mean it, man. And I'm sure a lot of those guys do too, because I never expected to have even, you know, I was thinking when I started this show, you know, maybe a few people will show up and watch, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm truly humbled by what I see in this community and how they've, you know, embraced what I'm doing here and stuff. It's they've embraced it. They've embraced it because you are you Fonz, that genuineness, that authenticity, like that is what really separates. Because I I get this question asked a lot, Um, like, how do I do this on YouTube? How to be successful? Yada, yada, yada. I, the, the truth of the matter is, I don't know if anyone's going to be successful on YouTube. There is no blueprint. There is no roadmap on how any of us did this stuff. We just yeah. ended up where we are. Um, some people takes longer than others, and that's that's yep. okay. But the important thing is, if you persevere and you are yourself throughout the entire process, you will find an audience. And even if that audience is just one person, that's one person it, it, that likes true, you for you. But it's also you you got to crack that uh, youtube algorithm and oh yeah that oh, yeah, is yeah, a, yeah, yeah that, yeah. that, comes, that, that is a hard yep. nut to crack because i i don't understand it i don't get it I still uh, don't you know I still some don't. videos get recommended some don't and i'm like why i put a lot more effort into this one but it doesn't you know do well i it's yep. just crazy and you'll never really know about that stuff it's never you know, man um you can't predict that but all you could do is you give the best advice be yourself Mm-hmm. and uh just have fun with it if, yes. if you're not having fun with it just quit hang it up because absolutely man there's no reason to do it mm-hmm. um i got one here from don otaku says i love nds <sighs> he cool but he also eat hellman's and fries and he dip his ritz crackers no. in milk no i don't know if we no. can really trust him no. what, what are you no. dipping ritz no. crackers in milk no. for bro no all right so first things first shout out to don otaku he's a cool dude second this also i, see, I hate how i gotta explain all these stories Man. to you boss. <laughs> what, what's, <laughs> what's hellman's and fries what's hellman's all and right fries? all right let me paint the picture for the second time today call me picasso all right so a few weeks back um friend of ours uh randall thor as you know he hosts yep, the xbox friend of mine as well yep randall thor just Corden hosts the xbox 2 podcast right and you know they was talking about some stuff and so i you most podcasts i don't get a chance to watch live i usually catch them on the yeah. playback but i got a chance to tune into that and the second i tuned in i was eating my lunch and then the first words i heard i forgot it was easier the rand or jess who said it mayonnaise trauma and i was just like Hey, yo, what? Like, I still want to watch the show live. So I was like, yo, let me donate a super chat to see what this is happening. Like, what, what is this all about? Apparently, something about Rand and like 16 tubs of mayo. And it was like a whole horror story, he says. And I was like, just teasing him about it, a mayonnaise drama. And then on my stream later on that week, Rand came in and donated a super chat saying, what is it with you loving mayo, man? And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and so he tried to flip the whole script on me saying that. I love mayonnaise just because every now and then I dip my French fries in some oh. spicy chipotle mayo. And then he's just like, oh, you love mayo. You brush your teeth with mayo and all that. <laughs> and then it just went, it, it got yeah. out of control. Yeah. <laughs> out of control. Yeah. There's a difference between spicy mayo and <laughs> yes. regular mayo. For yes. sure. Thank sure. you, Fonz. That's all I'm trying to though. say. There is a difference because I'm not a big mayo fan, but I, I yep. will eat some spicy mayo on a, mm-hmm. on a sandwich or whatever. Yeah, I'll have some of that. Uh, Oh, thank you, Smitty Smith, for becoming a channel member. Appreciate you, buddy. Smitty Smith, shout out. He's been a big follower of mine for quite some time. Glad you become a channel member, man. It's good to see. Uh, Yeah, so anyway, uh, Jez, speaking of Windows uh, or 
Xbox Two, Windows Central, of course, Jazz being of Windows Central. Mm-hmm. He's reporting that NetherRealm and TT mm. Games are up for sale. There's documentation out there stating this. Ooh. So talking about this Xbox acquisition season and all this stuff that we've been, you know, alluding to here after that question we got. Mm-hmm. Um, TT Games, of course, being the guys that make the Lego games, and NetherRealm, of course, being that of Mortal Kombat fame. Uh, you know, what do you feel about this? You think that these game that these uh, developers could possibly be swooped up by Xbox or even PlayStation? Who knows? Hmm. So, in general, as as far as it pertains to acquisitions, I I don't think that any company is really off the table for the most parts for a company like Microsoft, considering all they have to do is open the yeah, bank. Yeah. Um, but what it comes down to is what type of, at least from what we've seen with the recent acquisitions, what type of niche are they trying to fill? Um, PlayStation's acquisitions are done very differently by comparison to Xbox's, but at the end of the day, both those companies, they acquire um, studios, developers, publishers with an intent for something. So when they bought yeah. Bethesda, at first a lot of people were wondering, all right, so maybe they bought Bethesda because they just wanted to bolster exclusive games, maybe. But it didn't, it wasn't until like the recent Satya Nadella, Phil Spencer, like dual conference thing where they said that they want to have a major game pass, like major game pass title every, it was like every four months. And the only way that they could feasibly do that would be to buy a publisher because with all the studios they have right now, there's no way that would happen. If they're trying to launch four, major games in a year the only way they could do that would be buying a publisher that has developers so in this situation like we got to look at like what are they going to get out of it if they buy nether realms if they buy nether realms okay they've secured themselves a fighting developer now this is where it gets interesting because but that could be huge for them yeah because exactly. a lot of people yeah. have been asking for um what is that fighting game they use killer, killer instinct yep they, yeah a lot of people want killer instinct back yep so why so, not you know it could be possible. Like they could acquire them and have them work on uh, Killer Instinct. I could see that happening. Um, would it be a good fit? I mean, why not? I mean, just have a focus on fighting games in the FGC. Like that'd be a good thing for Xbox. Because Xbox hasn't, they haven't made, like Killer Instinct was their last big foray into that. And since then, people have been wanting like new content. So that could be cool. Uh, the Lego games, I could see that being perfect for something like Game Pass, just with all the kids on there and everything that they would put out. Like, that's that's perfect. But the interesting about this whole situation is, I think, like, just today, I'm not sure if you saw this, Fonz, people close to Warner Brothers, I think they issued a statement saying, um, we're, we have no intention to sell. Like, we're very happy in this situation with uh, Warner Media and Discovery, yada, yada, yada. And okay. I'm inclined to believe that, but... If you've been following this industry as much as we have, y'all, every company says that until somebody opens up the checkbook. You know what I'm saying? That's true. And sometimes they're in deep (laughs) negotiations and still say some stuff like this. Exactly. You never know. Um, Exactly. As as far as NetherRealm, I could also see the PlayStation side looking over it. Yes. And that's because, of course, um, they're, you know, heavy into um, the, uh, they just bought the- uh, Evo. Evo. Mm -hmm. So that would be perfect for them. Yeah. Um, so they're big into fighters, you know, they, they have their, uh, street fighter five was like exclusive at one time or or Mm -hmm. still is right. Yeah. It's still, still, it's still console exclusive to this. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I can see them as well, but TT games, I mean, if they were up for grabs, I I could see either company going for them for the family friendly stuff. It makes a lot of sense, but I'm still looking over at the obvious, um, choices for Xbox, which would be avalanche 
Oh, that's I, I'm surprised it hasn't happened by now. Yeah. Because, yeah. Dude. I, I, they probably already have something yeah. in place and they're just not saying it yet. Or IOI Entertainment as, all, uh, as well. IOI. Um, I, I could see them being picked up as well. Uh, they're already making a game for Xbox right now. That's a big RPG game. Very yeah, big budget. The, so. Was it like that dragon? Something, something about something? dragons. Yeah, yeah. there's going to be dragons involved. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I could totally see that as well. But uh, as for NetherRealm and TT Games, who knows? Um, I I would really much rather. That. I'd much rather PlayStation or Xbox pick up those compared to a bunch of other publishers uh, especially yeah. when you start getting into i'm not going to get into this too much but especially when you start getting into publishers overseas in other countries like well, I, when you talk yeah. about 10 cent yep that uh, yep we just gonna go there exactly yeah, yeah exactly exactly ea you know even ea you know, <laughs> I, you know. ea is the only company to buy a company and then yeah. close it down like two years later yeah. i'm like bro come no, on that's scary that's why like right now anybody who like is upset over the Bethesda acquisition, you know, all of ZeniMax, basically. Yeah. Um, wow. And don't be. At least Microsoft got them. It could have been worse. Could yep. have been way worse. Yeah. I think I think what really scared people is because there was a time, like I said, a lot of people don't remember, like, the first half of that Xbox One's life was really bad. Like, there was, like, barely any games coming out. Games weren't getting sequels. Studios were getting shut down. But that this is a different Microsoft, well, at least Xbox. This is a different Xbox leadership from then to now. And the things that they have in place is going to be for years to come versus back then where it was just a very different mindset, you know? Yeah, a lot of people don't like to hear this, but, you know, I, I think Phil Spencer has a lot to do with this. Um, oh, absolutely. Uh, with the, with the changes there at Microsoft and uh, at Xbox. Because... Uh, I mean, look at who was there before him, Don Matrick. I mean, that guy was running it into the ground, in my opinion. Dude, I've um, never, I, I, every now and then I get nostalgic and I go back and I rewatch like old um, E3 press conferences just oh, to yeah. see how far we've come. And just something about Don Matrick. I don't trust somebody who the entire time he is on stage, this man is smiling yeah. like straight up like this all yeah. the time. And I'm like, what the? Like, you, they could, I remember they showed like the Metal Gear Solid 5. Um, fan of pain trailer there's a lot of heavy stuff going on in that trailer and all the time dumb magic is just sitting there smiling i'm like bro this is not what are you doing yeah yeah um man um it's it's, it's crazy but uh anyway yeah that's my thoughts about the whole thing you got anything else to add to the conversation about this acquisition season you when do you think this could happen like an announcement uh, honestly, it's going to be just like the Bethesda thing. We're going to wake up on a Tuesday yeah. morning and we're just going to see it. It's like, what? The? <laughs> it, it, it's crazy, but that's, that's probably the way it's going to be it, lately with Xbox. That's the way it's been. It's like, it's crazy. I love just it. Gonna, yeah. I, I, love I love it too, but you know, I, I wish the other side would do that as well. I wish PlayStation would have something bigger to say, to give us and say, um, state, you saw the state of play recently. What, what was your thoughts on that? Um, well, here's the thing. I mean, Given the situation of the world right now and is still in and we probably will still be yeah. affecting stuff for the next year, um, I can't really harp too much on these publishers and developers for not having ample content to show because we know this stuff has affected their pipeline tremendously. Like some industries have been able to bounce back faster than others, but gaming has definitely taken a hit. So for PlayStation to come out with that state of play, I mean, I saw a couple things there that looked interesting, but overall I wasn't too impressed. But just knowing how things have been like no one has really shown 
that much impressive stuff as of late. Like Xbox is like the sole exception for stuff coming out in like the next year. But everybody else has just been, listen, we don't have a lot of stuff. We'll have more about this later. Mm -hmm. At the very least, I'm glad they set the expectation saying you're not going to see any of these games. You're just going to see yeah. Deathloop and just yeah. a couple indie titles. So I'm not, I'm not too stressed just because PlayStation has built up that goodwill with me as a gamer that they have all this stuff in the tank. You know, yeah, you know the bangers are coming. Exactly. Yeah, you know they're they're, they're definitely coming, uh, and and yeah. that's why I always tell people, you know, for me, when it comes down to if I have to choose exclusives, uh, you know, I, I'm going to go to the Sony side and say I prefer Sony exclusives over mm -hmm. Microsoft exclusives. Yeah. It's it's harder for me to say that now that they have Zenimax though. Mm -hmm. I'll be honest because I love a lot of those yeah. games from Bethesda or that were either published by Bethesda. You know, I'm talking about Doom. I'm yep. talking about Fallout. I'm talking about Elder Scrolls. Like those games for me, amazing. Like Dude. amazing. So absolutely, it does, and that's that's why. Like I said in my um, when I reviewed the PS5 after like four months, I said if I had to roll with one console this generation, it would be the PS5 because. I love the Sony exclusives and also I'm a big player of Japanese titles and well Xbox has they're they're getting a lot better. I mean we've seen like Judgment they come are. out, the Yakuza games come out. The majority of the Japanese games are still PlayStation heavy or at least on a platform that is an Xbox and that's where if I had to have one console, it would still be a PlayStation. Yeah, but Xbox Phil, is doing good shit. Doing and good you could attribute that to to Phil Spencer. He's been the oh, one yes. that's been pushing a lot of Japanese titles. He's been going overseas a lot, making these deals with Japanese companies to bring their games over to Xbox. And I want to see what, what this man's frequent flyer miles are like. Because every it seems like every other know, week there's a time, the time he was going to Xbox. Like he was going to Japan. I was like, damn, Phil. But for hey, good reason. We see it. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know. Uh, it, even though some of these games don't speak to me, just like in, in the state of play, yeah. I know they speak to others. And yeah. when I post a tweet like I did and I said, look, for me, this wasn't a good showing. Mm -hmm. uh, that's for me. That's that's yeah. telling you it's for me. It's it's not for people to get mad at me and say, oh, they had this. You don't got to argue with me. I exactly. Look, if you like the show, that's more power to you. I'm glad you did. I'm glad you liked what they had to show. For me, I personally didn't. Um, even Death Loop to me. It just looks okay. It, mm -hmm. it, it's nothing special to me. It mm -hmm. looks a lot like Dishonored. Let's be mm -hmm. real. Like for me, I loved. I love. I'm actually really excited for Deathloop. Uh, will yeah. I get it day one? I'm not too sure. Considering I'm very like these days, I don't buy stuff day one like I used to, just because of like timing, and I just want to make the most out of the games I have. But Deathloop looks fantastic. Knowing me, I'll probably wait until it hits Game Pass next year because just like you know how the mm -hmm. timing of things is. Like let's say there's something that's really interesting that happens around death loop you know one of those games has got to have to take an l but you know what it is at the end of the day i think it comes down to a lesson in growth for you to come out there and say instead of saying like oh state of play sucked you said state of play was not interesting or appealing to me but i'm happy for people that do like that stuff that is a big differentiator compared to a lot of people out there these days you know yeah but um you, you shouldn't have to explain yourself when you're putting know. it out there saying hey this is how i feel like you shouldn't even have to explain but i'm glad yeah. that you do and kind of rub people's feet and stuff that, that you shouldn't have to do that you shouldn't um, in a perfect world but today's day and age it yep. seems there's a lot of sensitive people out there and oh, you just boy. have to watch everything you say mm -hmm. and it's gonna be kind of like this with this next topic uh-oh what are we getting because we're gonna talk about Sony and director's cuts. Oh, we going there. Okay, we're going to talk about these director's cuts. I'm sure you've seen them. 
Um, Death Stranding's coming out with the de- uh, director's cut, Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, how do you feel about um, them charging? Personally, how do you, for me anyway, I'll just say that for me, I think that a director's cut is fine, especially with DLC content, new content mm-hmm. put in the game. I get it. They're working on this game. You got to you gotta pay them something for this work. I yeah. get that. But in a day and age when we see that other developers are pushing their games out with new upgrades, uh, not necessarily DLCs or anything added uh, content-wise anyway, but what we're, we're, you're talking about, like, even ray tracing. You're talking about uh, just visuals and stuff or frame rates. They're adding more to that for free. And then you see Sony over here wanting to, at that level, even just pushing that stuff out at a $10 charge. It's kind of weird. Uh, I, 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 think, I think that sucks, in my opinion. They can do what they want and charge what they want, and people can do what they want with their, with their money. And I'm not going to tell them, hey, you shouldn't buy it for $10 because that's not, I'm not pocket watching, okay? As, Cognito would say over there, mm-hmm. Iron Lords. I'm not going to pocket watch anybody. But for me, I'm not paying an extra ten bucks for you know some shine on this new game. I'm not you, you for for an extra you know mode in the game or whatever. I'm not paying ten dollars for it. But I will pay for a game that is giving me more content if I like that game. So Ghost of Tsushima, I loved it. One of my mm-hmm. favorite games of last generation. Absolutely. I am buying that DLC yeah. because I think it's worth it. I'm going to get more than six hours playing to that game, mm-hmm. into that DLC alone. I know that. And for yep. $30 or $20 is, is what that is. But you kind of got to pay that $10 PS5, you know, tax to get yeah. the shiny new stuff on your PS5. So I'm going to be paying $30 extra for this. I don't like having to pay that extra 10 but I think $30 for more than six hours of gameplay, I, I think I'm going to get my money's worth. Yeah. But I, I just think it's kind of slimy that they package it like this. Like, mm-hmm. dude, if it's only worth 20 bucks, let me have the option to just buy that. And, uh, you know, you, you should be giving the rest of it for free. Right. Yeah, this whole know. situation. I mean, I'm I 100% agree with you on this, Fonz. Um, I have no problem with paying for post-release content if it's quality. No yeah, issues yeah. whatsoever because some of my favorite experiences in the past couple of years, ironically, have been DLC. I mean, The Witcher, Blood and Wine. My God, Jesus Christ! Like, like, it, I feel good when there is quality post-release content from a good studio. And Ghost of Tsushima, I'm sure the Iki Island expansion is going to be awesome. But this whole gatekeeping of next generation features behind a ten dollar paywall, I, I I'm not a big fan of that because you got to look at you got to look at the optics at the end of the day, right? PlayStation is selling you this amazing exclusive in Ghost yeah. of Tsushima, yeah. fantastic game. No one's gonna deny that. And for you to unlock the PlayStation Five features, which is DualSense, 3D audio, and whatever stuff they want to put in there, charging ten dollars for it. When eventually this game gets released on PC, they're going to have all that stuff built into it for free. Like yeah. that's just nickel and diming the early adopters. And you know they're not paying $70 for games on PC. Oh, no. That ain't nope. happening. And, th- and that's another thing that people nope. have to understand. Sony games go to PC. They're not spending $70 over $50. there for games. Horizon was 50 
Yeah. 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 I think and, Death Stranding and, was 52. And and they get to play him at the highest quality available. Oh, let's talk about that. Death Stranding. So Death Stranding's $10 director's cut, I I wasn't the... Like, I was split because at least, yeah, that $10, you're getting the PlayStation 5 version. But you're also getting a whole bunch of other stuff, too. So they, they soften the blow a little bit. Like, yeah, you're paying for it, but here's all this extra stuff. Ghost of Tsushima, it's like expansion separate and then $10 yeah, to feel the yeah. controller. That's more egregious, in my opinion. Yeah. If, oh, it is. Yeah. But at the same time, it's still a slime ball tactic. Oh, it is. When you oh, look no at doubt. It because it's no like doubt. they're trying no to doubt. soften no that doubt. blow with saying, no hey, you get a couple of extras here, you know? No um, doubt. Who knows how long that stuff will be? The, like the new content within Death Stranding, it doesn't look as expansive as oh, what no. you're getting with Ghost. It's just a bunch a whole of new island. Yeah, it's just a bunch of different content, which is why they're like, "Hey, here we'll package this with the ten dollars." If it was a whole expansion, I assume they would do the same thing. But in an era where technology's gotten to the point where we can release, pa- like this isn't the '90s anymore, where we had to buy a new version of Street Fighter every year. We have the internet at our disposal. They can release these updates. Like a Plague Tales Innocence just got a next generation patch, which has dual sense support, which has all of these things for free. Doom Eternal, all of these things for free. So for them to do this on a game that to this calendar date is not even a year old with yeah. Ghost of Tsushima, to me, that's just taking advantage of it. But at the end of the day, it is capitalism and people will vote with their wallets. So exactly, you, you know, exactly. And, and that's all I can say to people. Yeah, uh, that, that's that's it. Just it. I I don't tell people what to do with their money, but for me, like I'm not even Neo. I'm not even paying seventy dollars for their games. Oh, I've no. refused to pay seventy dollars, and and I don't I, look at I anybody have, else and say them. don't do it because you know yeah. I I get it. But I, there's just a principle there for me. It's like look, yeah. I see these people's financial reports. These companies are making billions of dollars year after year. Even you could put the microtransactions aside. Oh, They're God, still making yeah. their money on the single player games that don't even have a microtransaction. They're still making their money back. Mm-hmm. And you're telling me that you need an an extra $10? No, you don't. No. Um so I it's based on that principle alone where I won't buy a $70 game. So even if say Ghost of Tsushima 2 comes out, Seventy dollars. Yeah. As much as I want to play that game, I'm gonna wait. I'm yep, gonna wait till I can thing. get it on sale or I can get it used down at the GameStop because I'm not gonna pay seventy dollars for that for any game. Yeah, and it, it is. It. I mean, at the end of the day, like, yeah, you know, everyone they just got to pick and choose their battles. But what really what makes this frustrating is that you know how you can kind of see the writing on the wall of what's yeah, coming yeah, next. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. look at it like this, right? People have been wondering why Horizon um, Zero Dawn hasn't gotten a PlayStation 5 patch. They haven't even unlocked it to 60 FPS. Part of me is thinking they're going to do. Yep. They're going to do what they did with Spider-Man Miles Morales, where they're going to sell you an $80 version of the game, which comes with the remastered version. And that's the only way you're going to play it by forking over that money. I just that. Oh, you think they're going to do it that way? I, I would not be surprised. I, at the very least, I know it's not okay. going to be free, but so, they're going to charge more. Yeah. This isn't a very popular um, <laughs> thing to say, but I, I said it since day one, and I played it, and I and I will still continue with this. I think Miles Morales was originally supposed to be DLC, and I think Miles Morales was pushed to the PS5 as a standalone title because, um, let's face it, the main game itself was five to six hours. Mm-hmm. I, I I beeline the game. Yeah. Uh, but I played a few side missions here and there, and I beat yeah. it in six hours. Yeah. Okay. Watching all the cutscenes and everything. 
Six hours. I enjoyed the game. Mm-hmm. I thought it looked incredible, but it wasn't worth fifty dollars. It just, it, it, in my opinion, it wasn't worth that price. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it, it did feel like it should have been a DLC. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel Hor- Horizon Forbidden West is DLC at all. This is a, a big new game, so I don't think it's going to be that quite. You know, I, I really think that it's going to be a director's cut for Horizon Zero Dawn. They're going to come out with a director's cut. So are you saying like it's just going to be an extra ten dollars? I see. That's as weird as it sounds. Optimistically, that's the best scenario in this respect. But I just I wouldn't be surprised for them to gatekeep it to like a, a premium, expensive edition. That's you're what they wrong, did, bro. Because hey, but remember that's what they did for Spider Man Remastered. To this day, I know you cannot yeah. buy Spider Man Remastered standalone on the PlayStation <sighs> Store, and you can't even pay money to upgrade it. You have to buy the seventy dollar miles morales ultimate edition that's crazy dude yeah i don't even want to think about that like i i wanted that to be a one-off yeah like it's all it could have been like even if it's like hey we're not giving you an extra upgrade but here it is for 20 bucks spider-man remastered people would buy that like people would buy that in droves but they didn't because they knew they can make a lot more money and with spider-man miles morales um honestly i'm just i'm gonna be real games that release like standalone like yeah. physical copies all that stuff have a way bigger impact than something that's just dlc so yeah. they could have yeah, dropped it as dlc but they're like you know what let's hype this up like it's a new release and we got a new console so I, it's just yeah, logistics, it, 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 you know yeah it, it, that's why they did it of, of course yeah. i mean you got the ps5 coming out why not you know spruce up that dlc make it look really nice and shiny put it out there as a standalone package and boom people will buy it for 50 bucks and yep. I did. My daughter really wanted to play it so bad, and yep. so I bought it for her. She played it on the Pro. She enjoyed it. Um, and then I said, I'm going to wait for the PS5 and then play it since I own it. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I got my PS5, I played it. And I look, the, the visuals were incredible. Man. It's like, insane. It, I mean, to me, it's still one of the best-looking games yes. out there, period. And that ray tracing, like Insomnia keeps... I don't know where this company finds time to sleep, man. They just update. They're, they just put out a new ray tracing update to make it smoother. I was like, What? Yeah, they're wizards, man. Crazy. JD Gamer with the $10 says uh, um, Microsoft need uh, NetherRealm and TT Games, but also Sega. So my acquisition prediction are those three with NetherRealm and Sega. They get Mortal Kombat and Virtual Fighter and KI, a KI developer, which is what we said. Yeah, I, I could see that. It, it's possible, JD. We'll have to see. Um, he's also uh, JD with the five here says with TT games to get a dev- developer that's keen on developing platformers, a family friendly type game. And that's something Phil said he wanted specifically. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think there's really any shortage of family friendly games, um, especially on Game Pass. There's a ton that's of a them. lot. But uh, as far as uh, first party, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I could see them wanting more of that for first party because I wouldn't really say. Um, I mean, you can look at like uh, uh, Sea of Thieves and say, yeah, it's family that. friendly, but, that, yeah. you know, maybe not for the, the smaller kids. Yeah. Maybe a little too violent. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But it, it gets wild on Sea of Thieves, especially. Yeah. <laughs> the PvP stuff. Um, so this is interesting. Um, Mercy Buckets says, if Xbox had a lot, a lot more games like Hellblade, I wouldn't have purchased a PS5, but Xbox Studios are working on that genre. But I also understand their mission. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. I see well, what he's saying. Uh, 
for me, look, I, I have to have everything. Like, just yeah. in case that one game comes out and I need yep. to play it, I've got to have it right there, day one, mm-hmm. you know. Um, unfortunately, with the PS5, it ain't day one for me. <laughs> but <laughs> as soon as I can get it on the cheap, I'm, I'm buying a game that I want to yes. play. See, that's the thing for me, like, and I'm sure it's like that for you too, Neo. Mm-hmm. It's like, you go wherever the games are at. Absolutely. And, 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 and that's what a gamer should do. Like, this nonsense about I wish Microsoft would fail or, or I wish Sony oh would fail. Oh my God. It's such a ridiculous thing to say. And, and there's a lot of people that really do commit to that and feel that way. It's very odd. People, people don't realize that. I'm not saying that competition existing inherently means that mm-hmm. we're going to get better games, but it is actually better to have more people in the space so that one person doesn't get too cocky because everyone's saying this right oh, yeah, now. Of course. Like, remember back when the PS3 came out? That thing was $600. PlayStation legit told you to get a second job so you can afford it. Like, Xbox with the Xbox One DRM, we have a console for people that don't understand our vision. It's called the 360. Like, there's a reason why we need to have more players. So when our fave starts messing up in the game, we can say, you know what? I'm going to give this guy my $500 and all my purchases going forward. Like, this is important. So I don't want any of these companies to fail. I yeah, I yeah. want them all to be great, which is why I'm critical of all and, of them, because they have potential, you know? Yeah. And then when, you know, you had people out there like uh, Jim Ryan saying that, you know, they believe in generations. And then all of a sudden, all their games seem to be going to PlayStation 4. And it's like, well, well wait, wait a minute here. I thought you believed in this, you know, and. It's just, you know, uh, Jim Ryan. All these companies will lie to us at yeah, some point. Of course. In, in, in some capacity. It's just, yeah. it, that's the way companies are. They're not our friends. As nope. much as, you know, Phil and Aaron and these guys talk to the community, I will stress that, you know, hey, they seem like super nice guys. I've talked to Phil in a party. He, he, he was very nice and awesome guy to talk to mm-hmm. and a true gamer. I'll, I'll yeah. give him that. I could tell. That guy is a true gamer and a really nice guy, but he is a head of a company. He is not your friend. He is not Mm. somebody that, you know, I can personally call a friend. Look, these companies will do what's best for for their wallet, not for ours, for theirs. Microsoft so far doing pretty well um, as far as consumerism and stuff, as far as being pro-consumer. Yep. But um, they can do better. Yeah, and they can improve. And let's not forget what happened January of this year. Everybody was riding high on the hype of the Series X. This is going to be awesome. And then they quietly doubled the price of Xbox Live Gold. I'm just yep. telling you, it, yep. it happens, people. It happens. And, and, and then in turn, what happened is we spoke up. Yep. The consumers said, mm-hmm. hey, we're not about to pay that. That is ridiculous. Yes, Stop sir. it. And they they walked it back. Yes, they, they walked did. it back. And, you know, unfortunately, there's still people out there that love to hold on to their piece of plastic and put them up on such a pedestal that no matter what they do, they will fall in line. Those people are dangerous. I'm sorry. Uh, some of you guys out there, when they brought up that price hike, were saying, oh, well, man. I guess it's okay. You know, they haven't, you know, increased the price in some time. Oh, and God. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, no, no, no. It, you know, it, it honestly is the same argument with the $70 games yeah. as well. I yeah. hear people say, well, you know, we haven't had a price hike. And it's like, dude, it's because they're making money hand over fist today that they weren't making 20, 30 years ago. Sorry. You, you have to take so much into account. 
not just microtransactions or DLCs or season passes, battle passes, or even you, you have to look at the amount of gamers today that are out there spending yes. the money on this. This industry is the biggest out there entertainment industry there is. It's bigger, it's bigger than, than movie movies. Industry. Yeah. So, so my whole thing is, I actually, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna be that person. Like I said, people just gotta vote with their wallets. I don't have a problem with seventy dollars video games because at the end of the day, if Grand Theft Auto Six comes out tomorrow and it's the best game in the world, I'm gonna buy mm. Grand Theft Auto Six. <laughs> like everybody's got that one game. No, so that's why it's not even yeah. about that. If you're yeah. cool with it, I, I'm, I'm not like down on you for that. Like, oh yeah, no, no, that's no. cool. But you weren't out there saying, no, well, you know, like you're backing it saying this is great because, stuff. you know, they need the money and all this stuff. Like, no, nah, you're not one of those dudes. Nah, hell that's no. I, and that's the thing what people because th that's why I never put myself on a moral high ground. I am holier than thou. Exactly. When it yeah. comes to things like this, because there's going to be a point where we all screw up and we become hypocrites. So like when yeah, people yeah. that's where the whole movie, the goalpost thing comes from. Everyone's yeah. like, oh, this, that. But wait. What about this? No, 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 but that. So that's why I'm like, I'm cool with $70 games, just like I'm cool with Game Pass. I don't think Game Pass is killing the industry or all. Like every day it's like, why? What are we going to argue no, about today? $70 video games, Game Pass, pick. <laughs> bro, it's 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 definitely not killing the industry, but it is changing the industry. Yes, absolutely. It is. There's, there, it, it's definitely changing the industry because people yes. are starting to look at Game Pass more and more. You've got more and more casuals signing up. Mm -hmm. and casuals as we know are, are what really moves the needle in the gaming industry and where are you telling me it's, it's not all those people on twitter it's not going on, on twitter you're, no. you're telling me it's not the no. people on twitter who go on to like like xbox can post up this thing like happy pride mm. month in the comment section playstation better like you tell me it's not those people fonts are you no. my world mind blowing. yeah yeah it's, it, you didn't know this yeah uh but it's it's crazy to me that, that to see how big game pass is growing yes um i'm a big proponent of it i love it okay i i personally love it because it saves me a lot of money i've got kids that like to play these games and stuff mm -hmm. I, look i was buying at one time i was having to buy two copies of games and stuff oh man and now that i got game pass and game sharing like yes. you can game share game pass it's amazing me and my Dude. son we can play whatever we want hundreds of games in there uh, you know, I should go through that whole spiel for that meme. You know, and, yeah. and right now you can get it for just one dollar a month. Price of the one. And yo, but can we just talk about like here's gonna be my kumbaya moment of the stream? If you have both a PlayStation and Xbox, you win as a gamer because you have Game Pass there. You get all of the day one Xbox titles, and then maybe some third party stuff. And then on PlayStation. You don't got to worry about buying all these other games because Xbox has you covered in that respect. So you can go out there and buy more. Yeah. Like people don't understand that. It's true. It helps. You can buy more if you have multiple platforms. Like it, it's just. I've it's spent awesome. way less money since I've had Game Pass than I have on games in years. And you know how many times I would have been pissed off had I had to pay a full $60 on a game that was broken or oh. very buggy. Yeah. I mean, everything that's been dropping since, I don't know, the last couple of years has had issues everything not one game has come out clean um, uh in terms of triple a's Mr. in terms Fonz. of triple what is that what is that persona 5 uh, yeah I, there you go checkmate is checkmate. that is that is that is that double a or triple a i, uh, I don't know i i don't know it's, it's uh it's 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 in the 90s on metacritic that's all that matters all right. but i'm just saying <laughs> oh yeah most, no i know what you mean bro yeah you yeah. know most triple a games out there just come out and they're just not in good shape 
They needed yeah. more time. We I mean, beta it for the first six months. Yeah. Yeah. I hate paying $60 to be a beta tester. Oh, dude. I'm tired imagine? of it. Bro. Oh, man. I feel bad for the people. I, like, I'm not saying this is an excuse, but I feel bad for the people that bought Outriders on PC and oh, PlayStation. My God. I feel bad for anybody that bought that. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're, you're, you're right. I mean, it, Jesus. It, even if you bought it on Xbox and you didn't have yeah. Game Pass, I, yeah. I feel bad for you. Because there are those people out there True. that aren't 100% Game Pass. And this is one thing that I even told Aaron Greenberg, you know, face to, not face to face, but on our podcast, an RDX podcast, he was on. Mm -hmm. And we were talking, and he was talking about Game Pass and how great it was. And I mentioned, hey, you know, the competition has games for $70. Are you guys going to go that route? You know, he can't really answer that stuff. Mm -hmm. But he just said, why does it matter? We got Game Pass. And I rebuttaled. And I said, Ooh. well, it does matter. Because, because most gamers out there don't have Game Pass. Oh, Fonz, they said, no, 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 because they were trying to do that whole, like, yeah, let's just slide. There's no, there's, and, and there's no hate to that, because no, I, I respect these I respect these guys. Aaron's a good guy. You know, I, I still talk with Aaron. Uh, he's a great guy, but at the end of the day, I know he's the head of marketing, yeah. and it's like, I just want to put it out there that, hey, you have a lot of consumers out here that aren't down with $70 games, mm. and just because a game pass doesn't mean that everybody's just going to fall in line to Game Pass and not buy games. Like, Okay, so I'm going to pose this question to you, Fonz, because right now we are in a weird, we're still in the cross-gen mindset. At least Microsoft is where it's like, hey, we're releasing Halo Infinite and Forza Horizon. There's still going to be $60 because they're on Xbox One. What do you think is going to happen when we start getting those series exclusive games? I'm not talking like in the year one, because like, I know Flight Simulator is not on Xbox, but when we start getting into 2022, 2023, I'm talking like the Starfields, the well, Fables. Well, we're getting Flight Simulator in August. Yeah, but I think so. that's still 60, though, right? What do you mean? Flight Simulator on Oh, yeah, Xbox. it's still 60. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So All I'm talking like still 60. Yeah, but what will happen if we start getting into, like, if we see, like, Starfield comes out and it says... Sixty nine ninety nine. Like, uh, what uh, you personally, Fonz? Like, what what's gonna happen? Uh, well, I get it in Game Pass, so I, you know, it's oh. not really gonna bother me <laughs> right there. But I will, I, I will say something on it for the people because yeah. honestly, I've always been consumer minded mm -hmm. on my channel. I've always talked about it, and I'll never stray away from that. Even if, you know, face to face with an exec, I will ask yep. hard questions. There it's just go. the way I am. I'm built that way, and that's why they'll probably never be on my show because I probably would bring up something like that. So you're, that so you're telling me you telling me you wouldn't ask them what their favorite color is or what their favorite game pass, is. Uh, bro? I I hear something like no shade to anybody that gets these guys. No, no, shows. no. But you you watch them, and it's always these cookie cutter oh questions my and answers, God, bro. And and look, I used to be uh, I used to uh, host a podcast, an MMA podcast, and I'd have yeah. fighters on the show. Yeah. And believe me, what they do is. The management hits you up and they say, you can only ask this, this, and this, and this. Don't stray away from these questions. Oh. Or this question is not allowed to be asked. Mm -hmm. Stuff like that. And I'm sure it happens in the industry with everybody, in any oh, yeah, industry. They so, yeah, it's 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 all a game. It's all a... I don't know, man. It's just, it, I like, when I see, like, because, you know, I, I get, as weird as it sounds, I get kind of giddy when I see, oh, there's like a 45-minute interview with Phil Spencer from a non-big media outlet. Let me see what this is all about. And they're just like, so what do you think about cloud streaming? Do you think it'll revolutionize gaming? And I'm like, yeah. oh, oh my God. You could tell these questions were prepped. You can yeah, tell. Yeah, like, bro. Um, 
even on the bigger channels, it's 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 there's nothing hard, and it's not like I'm saying that I want to be in you know, an ass to anybody on, you know on here because I don't. Yeah. But if if something is going on in the industry that I yep. think that is against the consumer, I I want to ask those questions. I want to be like, hey, you know, I'm concerned about this because mm-hmm. I truly am. It's not something that I'm I'm just saying to just you know blow air out of my mouth. I really do care about my wallet yes. and other people's wallets, I guess, because I just want them to know that, you know, that there's people out here that aren't just oh, okay with Game Pass, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I love Game Pass. I love it, but there's not, not everybody does. And, and I get that. You can't push everything on everyone. Like it just doesn't work that way. So what you're saying is if <laughs> I just reminded back to the whole Diablo thing where they're like, you guys don't have phones, right? Yeah, you guys don't have phones. Everybody's got a phone, and they got booed. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the same thing. It's like, you know, with xCloud or anything, it's like, dude, you can't push everything like this on no. everyone. Not everyone will take to it. Um, yeah. Now, eventually, again, I said this is changing the industry. Game Pass yes. really is. Mm-hmm. But it's going to take time for everyone or or most people to even start to realize the value absolutely Uh, once they do realize the value yeah they're going to jump on it like a lot of people are going to jump on it but there's still going to be those outliers saying nah i don't rent games Mm -hmm. there's still going to be those people so yeah it's just it is what it is anyways we've come to the end of the show um tell everybody out there ngs where they can find you and all that good stuff well y'all can find me Obviously, from my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash NeoGameSpark. Uh, that's where I upload my videos and I do my streams. And then other than that, like my social media handles are usually all NeoGameSpark. Out of all the handles, I frequent Twitter the most. That's where you guys can get in contact with me if you want to talk about some stuff or if you see something really cool. It's just um, twitter.com slash NeoGameSpark or at NeoGameSpark. Uh, every now and then, me and the homie Fonz engage in some Twitter oh, discussions. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, you know, I just want to say from the bottom of my heart man thank you so much Fonz, for having me on the show uh, of course come back episode of games talk live if you guys haven't already make sure you give this man a follow on twitter subscribe to him on the channel because Fonz is putting Appreciate out some you, great brother. stuff like i said this is my first time seeing the intro cinematic of your show as it plays out and bro <laughs> i got some fucking goosebumps i was like yo this shit Straight out of like Far Cry 3, new was it New Dragon? Like that's the first Blood thing Dragon. I thought of. Blood, Blood Dragon. Dragon. Yeah. Blood mm-hmm. Dragon. And it's it's just dope, man. So I try to I try to build my little studio and stuff and all this stuff going on out of nostalgia. You know, yes. 80s and arcades and all that yes. kind of stuff. That's that's the feel I want. But yes. And it's it's yeah, follow this man, yep. people. NGS, follow him. He's, oh, he's an I awesome think, content um, creator. Uh, I think we got another super chat, or did we read this one? Yeah, already? we do. JD Gamer okay. says, both of you said if you had to buy just one console this gen, it would be the PS5. So the question is, what single dev or publisher or combination changes that to X1X? I think he meant Series X. Series X. Is it yeah. Sega, FromSoft, Bandai Namco? And actually... I wouldn't say PS5. Uh, NGS said PS5 would yeah, be I his. Yeah, I said PS5, yeah. For me, I would go with the Series X, especially playing it and, and dude, the um, quality of life mm-hmm. uh, improvements I get on that, uh, yeah. the features I get on that, uh, you know, the fact that I can resume a game for up to four games. Oh, man. 
That, More than that, man. More that, than that feature is nice in the fact that, like, um, I don't know, all my game saves came with me over the cloud just so easily. Um, yeah, it, it, there, there's a lot to the console that I really enjoy over the PS5. But I do like PS5 or PlayStation exclusives over Xbox exclusives. Well, um, again, I said it's harder with the Zenimax acquisition, but uh, we'll we'll see. We'll see mm-hmm. with all that. But um, so I guess this question would probably be all right. So you know, if anything, I'll answer it as the person who chose the PS5. Yeah, yeah. You'll answer it as someone who says they're staying with Series X, but what publisher would get you to switch over? So in my case, um, a publisher or a developer that would make me go exclusively Xbox. Ah. Uh, Honestly, I would say it's got to be Sega. It's definitely got to be Sega really? because if all like for the most part, Square Enix, they release all their games multi-platform across multiple systems. Um, very rarely do they do full on exclusives for consoles. They're usually timed. Um, yeah. So I, I really wouldn't have to worry about that. But if they had gotten Sega exclusively, that's yep. all the Yakuza games. That's all of Ryuga Gatoku Studios output. Um, that's Atlas, and if Microsoft gave Atlas some extra funding so they can actually port their old back catalog game and work on a lot of games simultaneously, oh man, I, I yeah, I have to say Sega would be the one publisher because they just they they own a lot of the favorite studio my favorite studios that put out games like it yeah definitely yeah. Sega yeah. Uh, for me there wouldn't be any studio that could pull me away from one console to another I have to have all of them man. I have yes. to. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's. Are you t- are you telling me you don't pledge? You don't wake up in the morning and pledge allegiance to the great <sighs> to Xbox Phil Spencer flag? or Jim Ryan? No, no, no. Don't you don't do, do that. Are you no, telling me you no. don't sit down? Don't, and I don't have pictures of them behind me as well. Although I should do that. Oh, uh, guys, I just want to let you know. I'll just get, get you some inside secrets. He does have pictures of them. They're just oh. conveniently off camera. He's looking at yep. them right yep. now. He looking yep. at the monitor? No, he's yep. not. Yep. Looking at that frame photo. <laughs> All right, uh, before we get out of here, I just want to let people know that I am on all streaming platforms out there for this podcast. You can find me on the Apple podcast uh, streaming app. You can find me on Google. You can find me on Spotify, all of them. I'm out there. So if you can't watch the show here live on Sundays, 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time or 4 p.m. Eastern Time, you can check my show out there or watch it on YouTube afterwards. Um, That's good, too. Anyways, until next time, folks, be good. Peace.